Welcome to the Explaining Extraordinary podcast, where we interview next-level game changers who are bringing you the secrets, strategies, and stories of how they transcended average to be extraordinary. Now here's your host, Dr. Chris Lee. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Explaining Extraordinary. I am here with one of my good friends from school, Dr. Alan Bittaker, who has a beautiful approach that we both share in how we see the body, but also how we experience life. I met Dr. Bittaker Allen um, when I was going through a really challenging time in my life. And he helped me so much with the healing process and like helping to unlock these traumas that I had stored physically in my body. And those were tied to emotion. Um, and then we ended up just creating this beautiful relationship. So the conversations that we do have are like earth shaking. Like they are just like, oh my gosh, like this is exactly what I need to hear today. And some people would say like, you know, that's just synchronicities. But um, I think what we know more now is that that's just not true, right? Before we started recording, we were talking about how both of us, if people looked externally, would say, you're just living a really, really good life. Like you just got so lucky. But if you put the work in, if you get quiet, if you really figure out what you want to be and how you want to be, it's just doing the little bit of work in between. And that's like where I want to start today, my man, is what is that work look like? Because you're out in Cali. So tell us a little bit about your life and how you got out there. Dude, Chris, thank you so much for having me on, brother. I, I really appreciate it. I'm excited to chat with you today. Um, so your question was, um, how did I get out to California? Yeah. And, um, or, or, and, and, and or what does my life look like? And uh, it's, it reminds me of when when I, when I got to chiropractic school, and I don't know if you had this experience too, people are like, how did you get to chiropractic school? And my answer for that is similar to like how I wound up in California. It's like, I honestly don't really know. Like there, there was some desire. There was, um, I would say a desire and I just felt led and pulled and I, I got some like hints and I just basically went for it. So and listening to those hints, dude, that's that's the secret sauce of it. Like the universe is dropping you these gifts all the time and tuning into the right frequencies to listen to. Dude, that's the secret sauce. Yeah, it's uh it, so I'll, I'll backtrack just a little bit, but when I so going to chiropractic school, I was um before I applied, I was going through a hard time and one of my friends, he was a new friend of mine, probably of like three to four months. I, I had been working with him. And uh, as in working, we were working in the same clinic at, at a chiropractic clinic. But I, I was not enjoying my time. I was uh, um, a rehab technician. I was a CrossFit coach. And I was doing nutrition counseling. And... I just really wasn't having a good time at, at the job. I didn't feel like I fit in, yada, yada, yada. And my buddy, I was like telling him about it. And he's like, dude, come to chiropractic school with me. We were in Ohio at the time. And uh, he's like, let's go to Georgia. And I was like, okay. And I applied that day. And then I showed up and it was like, 
everything that I was looking for. Um, and I was like, whoa, holy shit, this is it, you know? And <laughs> I guess a similar thing has happened in California where it's like, I went to a seminar, I was like interested in California, I was interested in meeting people in California. That weekend, I met a bunch of people from California. Um, I met someone who was like, you should work with my doctor. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, what's his information? Took his information. And um, right now I'm sharing an office with that guy. So, Oh, dude, that's beautiful. And for those that don't know, um, we talk so deeply about, you know, like chiropractic having this like, uh enlightening feature about it and it's because and correct me if i'm wrong alan you and i both went into school thinking that chiropractic at least i did was back pain neck pain headaches and it was a cool modality and it's got some like really fascinating stories about it but once you start to like listen to the philosophy which is being completely backed up with the research and the science now it's like holy cow like this is a total new paradigm that we should live in and we've kind of been brainwashed to think the opposite that something's wrong with us all the time instead of no 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 there's an integration that needs to happen my body wasn't adapting fast enough and chiropractic helps you adapt especially in the way that you and i practice which is extremely different compared to what most people would recognize as you know uh, modern chiropractic yeah i, I agree 100 percent. i don't generally lead with chiropractic or use that word um just because dogma misperception all those things and then absolutely it comes up later in the conversations but um yeah i absolutely agree i so, yeah just just to um agree with, you know share a little bit more of my story is like yeah i wanted to go to Cairo school or I was interested in it because of its scope of practice. And um, I wanted more authority, you know, I had a bachelor's in nutrition and I'm like, you know what, like if, if I could be a doctor and I could like be my own boss, that would like give me a much larger opportunity to help more people with a, a sense of authority. And I was actually interested in doing like more of a functional medicine approach. Um, mm. But that, that really shifted when I got to school. And this is what I tell people. And this is like the truth, right? Is that chiropractic is founded on the principle of merging man, the physical with man, the spiritual. And that is not at all the perception that the population has. And, uh, you and I, you know, or, or on the same page with that, that that's exactly what it is. It's like aligning your whole being, um, so that you can conspire with the universe and with your life. Direction. dude that's so beautifully said to conspire with the universe i like it mm -hmm. and the type of care that um both of us provide is in a way teaching the realm of what the body's able to do because the body has that beautiful intelligence about it that it doesn't want to be sick. You weren't born to take antidepressants or to have, you know, stomach aches and need to take, you know, antacids every time you have something. And it's also not meant to crave certain foods, but it does that as a mechanism of survival instead of, you know, like a thrivaputic model where it's meant to thrive. It's keeping you alive so that you can learn and grow. And the technique that 
is facilitated between the two of us is teaching it, hey, this is a way of living. And it's so much more efficient that I think the nervous system and, you know, whatever intelligence is inside, just grasp it because it hasn't been felt, you know, it hasn't experienced that. And you can feel that as soon as somebody gives you a hug. Like if somebody's got it going on, like, and mm -hmm. you get a hug from that person, you're like, oh, okay, that's uh -huh. special. Yeah, super cool, man. So cool. Yeah. So what I want to go into now is you talked about conspiring with the universe and it's like a partial quote from one of my favorite books the alchemist and i want to talk about how to conspire with the universe like what does it take to like connect to like grander universe so that the game board that we're playing on with a small g turns into the game big g that you can live and express life in a more like authentic way yeah man uh, that, that's what it's all about right right yeah and i don't think a lot of people have even the perception or maybe the awareness of like there being a grander life ahead of them or that's been provided to them but just all right here's my nine to five until i hit retirement and then i stay retired till i get sick and then i die but yeah, right. our generation's so coming up and it's like, no, 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 there's so much more. So we're like revolutionize everything. And I think if you could dive into that a little bit, my man, and talk about like the changes that you're seeing, because you're right in the hub of it out there of like, okay, like people are squirrely, but that's becoming the new and it's becoming the beautiful. Yeah, man, it is. Um it's it's pretty extraordinary especially where i'm at it's like a very um talked about thing uh the discussion that we're having right now and um everybody's has is catching on to it they all everyone has obviously a different perception of it and what's happening and tools and strategies to get there um i think the biggest strategy or tool is um, using presence right the the tool of presence and yeah. the gift of, of being present and that's where the power is at um and you know that's that's one of those things where it's like that's easily said um that's a conceptual thing and then it's also an experience and it's also a state of being and um we it's we you know we all need constant reminders and tools and um ways of getting in that type of flow and um you know that's what i like to really help people with so and the way that i you know describe what i do is you know it's obviously changing I'm, i've only been in practice for four or five months so it has been i'll tell you chris it's been like I don't know what your experience is, but it's been like a learning curve and like just. Oh yeah. The learning you know. curve is, is real. It's a uh, very steep slope as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's awesome. It's, it's a, uh, it's like a bigger than chiropractic college, in my opinion, uh, of learning. And then it's also 10 times more rewarding. So, but yeah, I'll get in with the explanation. It's, um, I, what I consider what I do is like an energy technology, right? And that's mm -hmm. expanding the bandwidth of the nervous system and um, 
I would say one of the strongest tools that that I've experienced in my life more recently is acknowledgement. And um, when it's like acknowledging things that are happening within you right now, things that have happened to you in the past, things that are like um, gripping you or hooking you, um, giving them acknowledgement and acceptance really, really helps unbind the energy of those things and frees it up for you being in the present moment. So, um, and, and if you want, I can kind of like go into it the way I see it and all those things. Yeah, dude, for sure. It's just, it's so beautifully said. And like you said, it's a very like conceptual, very etheric word or it was, but now if you go into any fortune 500 company, their values and their mission statement have all become about modern day presence and purpose and intention. It's like being worked into the fabric of this new world that we're creating. So having like the skills and strategies to like understand that. So it's not just this airy fairy thing and that, you know, you can actually get data behind it that when you drop into present moment, process stress, integrate trauma, you get better heart rate variability. And that comes with this giant tsunami of health benefits, happier, you know, better relationships, lower blood pressure, higher immune, like all these things. So yeah, dude, if you could dive into that a little bit more and talk about, you know, maybe some of the practices that you use, um, as well as, you know, how you recognize that and help people dive into being more present and the acknowledgement of it. Yeah. Um, so the tool that I've found within the last year that's really been creating space for me, uh, it's an acronym. It's AAA. So that's awareness, um, acknowledgement, and acceptance. <clears throat> And the first piece is being aware of something. So, <clears throat> and and that's like, um, you, you kind of have to be, have a sense of presence to be aware in the first place. But uh, when you're aware and you're um, taking inner dialogue, you know, you're, you're checking in and realizing that. So this AAA thing can be used in just like, just about every context, right? Yeah. I would say, um, just for an example, here's something that comes up for me, I would say, on a probably a regular basis, is like, I would, okay, so lately, the last three days, I've noticed that I've had a, um, an emotion in my voice, right? And there is mm -hmm. a sense of deeper emotion in me, in my being, and there's a part of me that is resistant to that. And I was with some buddies this morning. We were doing like a, a, a ocean plunge this morning and breath work. And I, I brought that up. Um, someone else brought up something about themselves. And, um, and then I, I felt, you know, like I could share that, with my, that about myself. And um, so just me being aware of it, me acknowledging it, um, is like not, that gave me the um, courage to now just bring that up on this podcast. And now I can live within that emotion with more courage, more authority, 
like it's like having something that maybe I was like holding onto as a wound and resisting, and then now I can live in it as a gift. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's like, man, that's so well said. Because when it's happening to you, because life gives the test, then you get the lesson. Man, when you can build awareness like you've been doing for, you know, at least the five years that, you know, been in school and been out on practice and those types of things. And this is not something that I don't think it doesn't take an extraordinary amount of time to tune into learning the strategies might to do that. But man, the way you even said that you have the awareness, like there's something inside of my voice that is giving me this, you know, awareness that I have emotion that needs to be talked about and then having the ability to bring it up and having the tribe that's supporting you to do that. Like, man, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Super cool. Super Without cool. a doubt. So, uh, and, and then the biggest, uh, and I'll mention really quick, I think one of the biggest tools for this, uh, um, awareness, acknowledgement, acceptance is for, is like a strategy for change in your life. And, in, in like a very generic example is if someone is overweight and they want to lose weight or if if they're unhealthy in any way you could even use cancer as an example if they're if they're cancering and they want to become healthy um it's so powerful to like just accept where you're at you know it's like if it's overweight and if you're overweight and unhealthy it's like I accept that I'm overweight and unhealthy and I like in accepting it without us, without a need to, to change it or to make it wrong. Right. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's huge because yeah. I, I, nobody sees them as that. If they're going to talk about it, like people are like, okay, then well, how are we going to change this? You're sick. Something's wrong. But mm -hmm. the perspective that you're holding and the space that you're holding for them and lack of judgment is just, it's so needed and the nervous system and the intelligence inside that nervous system respects and acknowledges it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And the moment that happens, the healing has begun. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, man. That's it's the like, secret, the secret yeah. sauce. All right. Well, now that we unlock the secret to the universe, I guess we should probably start to wrap. <laughs> No, we have way too much to talk about. So let's get squirrely, friend. Um, I have noticed when I receive care, um, uh -huh. and just for people to understand what care looks like, um, and it's from like a, a practitioner of, you know, um, this type of technique we practice, which is either um, called network or BGI. If you're looking for someone, it's tonal chiropractic. Um, when I get adjusted and my nervous system and the emotions from the neck down inside my body are able to be recognized, not judged, my body's able to heal, the power that I get to manifest life after adjustments like that is exponential. Like I can dip into visualizations and manifest, like it's, it's crazy. Do you experience anything like that too? Um yeah absolutely it's it's um you know for me every session is like so different and and i i think you know every session it's like a lot of it's me accepting a, another part of myself right and then that's really freeing up space for me to um live in my power you know yeah
um, it, like the the way that I see it is like if I'm, it's it's for me it's really about just being where I'm at, you know, and, and allowing that to allowing me to gain wisdom from where I'm at in the moment. That's profound. Mm-hmm. genuinely because so many people are living either in the past or the future and it goes back to that presence like if you can acknowledge where you are and just thank it for being there mm-hmm. like it's a beautiful moment and especially when you like reach into yourself and feel that for the first time it's emotional like i get extremely emotional when i have like one-on-one sessions with myself doing that kind of work it's like wow. what is it like to feel me like what's it like to be chris right now and it's like oh wow that's that's in there eh? and (laughs) it's it's not judging it it's like okay wow all right let's let's have a conversation like talk to me and just talking myself through some of this stuff or journaling or just sitting down and listening to what needs to be said internally is it's a challenging thing to do and it can be scary if you don't have the strategy. And I think that's where the power of getting um, somebody with like a non-judgmental ear to come in so that the body can be noticed because those are two totally different intelligences, you know, your conscious mind versus the intelligence in the body that's connected to all greater things. Like those are two different things in my opinion, you know, inside of a single vessel. And that's the power of, you know, doing body work on people. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest that I uh, I think I've got a really great ability to hold space for other people, and it's not always easy for me to do it for myself. So that's why, like, you know, I invest in practitioners. I invest in people to hold space for me, and I think that's super powerful. Without a doubt. And I think when you really start to look at successful people, and the way that they have, you know, really lived their lives, they tend to be someone and something that they're they're always seeking guidance, not opinions. They're searching for wisdom from somebody that's been there and done that and not just getting opinions from people that are judgmental. And I think that has been extremely helpful in my own journey. But I mean, I'm sure you can attest to that, that if you can connect to some deeper levels like that, like some really cool stuff comes out the other side. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. When I seek advice, generally, sometimes um, someone's opinion is super helpful. Um, but generally with a coach, if someone's asking like, you know, more more questions based on like how um, questions that lead you to resource yourself, right? Rather than you resourcing them. Like a yeah. good question is like, well, how does that make you feel? What do you think that means for you? Um, things like that, you know, or like try, try just listening to that and, you know, like those types of questions more than like someone just, well, would you like my opinion? That's good too. But, um, you know, if, if you can learn how to research yourself, that's the biggest tool, I think. Yeah, infinitely yeah. powerful. And the power of asking questions to yourself has been a practice that I've been falling into um, and loving it and asking myself, you know, where am I today and writing it on a piece of paper and then just like allowing it to like 
express itself internally and say, all right, here I am and here I am today. And, you know, is this good? Is it bad? There's no need for either. It just is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the moment that that goes turned on and you flip that switch that this is not good, this is not bad, which is easier said than to like, you know, just like totaled my car. And it's like, this is all good, right? Like, this is fine. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you're like screaming like this mother, like blew a stop sign. Like, what the wrong with him? But if you have the strategy after that and, you know, you can cool your jets down suddenly your nervous system's like yeah i don't we don't need to murder him it's okay and you get faster and faster at it yeah absolutely and and i'll i'll make a point and say that it's uh important to acknowledge those feelings of like wanting to like rage too right (laughs) that's something i tend to ignore and and i'm like holy shit i just kind of shoved shoved part of myself down there when like there is a part of myself that needs to be expressed in that way Dude, that's a huge point. Yeah. And if I can be, you know, authentic and genuine, um, inside of my personal relationship, we recently had what we would call a challenge come up in the relationship. Easier Mm -hmm. said than done. Um, Mm -hmm. And for a couple days, um, we chose not to sleep in the same bed with our daughter. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't because it was good or bad, but inside of our, our own sessions with each other, it's been very much like I need to be mad at you right now so that I can love you deeply again. Mm -hmm. And the moment that we were able to both like integrate and understand that and not like repress or like judge the anger because it's just a normal thing. And it's still you like that is genuinely you and it's coming up for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Good or bad. It just is. So what are some of the techniques that you are using personally in like your daily habits to like make sure that you maintain this like type of frequency that you're at and like continue to grow? Yeah, man. Um, It's been, I'll be honest, it's been a bit challenging uh, opening up a practice and like really for me recognizing that, um, you know, some of my own bullshit stories, you know, some of the illusions that, illusions that I create for myself. Uh, one in particular would be that I have to be working all the time to create the practice of my dreams. Mm. And then once, once I get that, once I create that, then I can actually enjoy my life and have an extraordinary lifestyle. And the truth of that um, paradox is that it's like, actually the more i enjoy my lifestyle and the more that i'm like in a place of celebration uh the better my practice is performing uh, so that's that's one thing that's been up recently and yeah. so just acknowledging that and then um i think le- for me leveraging my like what i know about myself um is that i i show up for other people Right. That's something like good or bad. That's, that's kind of like my nature a lot of the yeah. time. It's like, how can I leverage that part of myself and, and also in me loving community, loving people? Um, how can I leverage that part of myself so that I can hold other people accountable and they can hold me accountable so that we're showing up in a bigger, a bigger way. Um, so like I, I mentioned this, 
I mentioned earlier in the conversation, I was at the beach this morning. Um, me and two of my buddies are like holding each other accountable to do um, breath work at the beach with like a meditation, an ocean plunge at 630 every morning. And I, so I know when I wake up early and I do something like that, or if I um, do yoga and like do like a hot yoga class and sweat my ass off and like get really like in my body first mm -hmm. in the morning that the rest of my day is like an extraordinary, it's much better. And I, I realize, and I'm not like beating myself up about this, that like, I don't always do that if I'm not held accountable. Um, like me holding myself accountable for myself at this point with where I'm at is not enough for me, you know? Yeah. So I think the biggest tool lately is me leveraging community is, is one of my biggest tools. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about inside of that. The first being, you know, the entrepreneur flu that we all get that, okay, <laughs> if this this is my life now, so I guess I sleep two hours a day and uh, yeah, I'm going to work until my fingers bleed, which just is not true, right? And anything you do, no matter what it is nowadays, you are your personal brand. And if you're working constantly you're going to be working constantly. Like there's that law that says like, if you have 30 hours to complete a project, it's going to take 30 hours to do it. But if you have three days to do it, it's going to take three days. And there's a huge difference in between that. So making sure that you're designing your life based on what you are seeking out of it, instead of doing what's expected is what I talk about with my tribe is designed living is that you set up intentionally what you want your life now to be like, and you're not going to wait for circumstances to be perfect for it to happen or allow it to happen because it's already happening in the present, which just infinitely makes it happen faster. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. And that accountability is the other thing I want to talk about, man, because it's super important nowadays with technology and like, you know, you are, I don't even know, like what, 1600 miles away from me. And we have this ability to connect, which is beautiful. But when we have this interaction over the screen, we're not saying we're not getting the same facial recognition as we would in a face to face conversation. So the way that you've adapted a tribe, I mean, how has that changed your life? Because it, I, you know, my personal life, I find when I like, get stressed out the first thing to go is the extracurriculars which is hanging out with like-minded men um, and taking care of my physical body and things like that but when i have a tribe that's surrounded me they hold me accountable because that's just the way we work how has that transformed your life dude so good um i think um if if there's i i, I would consider that one one of my great skills is um, I don't want to say creating a tribe. I, I would like that. I would like to really develop that um, skill in the future, right? Because um, that's so important. And I think it's like I, that would really help me develop my gifts. And that's that's the direction I'm going in. And when I like go into a new community, I feel really strongly about my ability to um, meet like-minded people, um, and support each other in, in like a productive way. 
And there is a huge community here for that, which I'm so grateful for. And it's like a, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's a game changer. And that's really like, that's life for me. You know, most is sharing things with other people. It's a really big part of my life. So yeah, um, yeah, man, it's been huge. Absolutely huge. And it's totally been designed that way, right? Like this doesn't happen by accident. Like, you know, your strengths, which is the other uh, part of that, that I wanted to bring up is like knowing where you are now and recognizing your skill and what you're strong at and what needs to be balanced in a community. So if you're bad at, you know, personal accountability, like a lot of us are when we get started off on our like growth, either, you know, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally, making sure that somebody's there, like, you know, to guide you towards your success is massively important to ensuring like your health mentally, physically, and emotionally. Like it's a huge bomb to like make sure that's there. Cause it's not just, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, we like the idea of I'll do all of this on my own. Thanks very much. I refuse help. And I think that's kind of something that we're taught as kids too, is that we don't need help because whenever we go ask for help in school, it's to get shown what's wrong, not what's right. Where in the real world and the new world that, you know, you and I are a part of, you go to other people to help them so that they help you because it's a combined con like conglomerate effort. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you see that in other people? Because seeing what's right and not what's wrong is a pretty dramatic shift in people's lives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what I focus on when I'm, when I'm working with people, when we're healing each other, right, is really focusing on what's working. And, um, yeah, in a sense of... Um, I can jump into a rabbit hole here real quick, but it's like in sense of the energetics of the body um, or the season of life, it's like really going where the energy is and acknowledging it and feeling it fully and then letting it organically shift into what's next. So um, if, and if I'm feeling very strongly about something like, um, you know, just any, any ability, if I, if I feel like I've got a strong ability to do something, it's like, I'm going to do that. And then I also acknowledge what's not, what's not there, what's not working. And then with those two powers, right, something else is going to show up and support me in the other way. So we have to go into the rabbit hole now because you've brought it up. So yeah, yeah talk about the seasons and the seasons of life because i i think that'll give people such a better perspective mm -hmm. on you know maybe where they're at right now and start you know building the three a's that you talked about and getting some better awareness of this is me right now not good or bad this is just me yeah so um the seasons that i was taught by my mentor donnie epstein and other mentors that have really dug into the work. And by the way, it's just like, um, it's really deep wisdom. I, I don't think he would take credit for like <laughs> discovering all of this stuff. You know, it's just like a com combination of like things that are, uh, that have infinite truth 
Um, but the seasons and the way that he describes it are um, a process of, uh, I would say, a perception of life, right? And a process to be used in order to gain wisdom so that we're evolving and growing, right? And the first season is called Discover. And, um, and it is exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's discovering or discovering parts of yourself. And this is the thing that is usually associated with pain and suffering, right? It's sometimes a little bit, you know, if I were to tell you like, Chris, here's a hard truth about you that I see, sometimes that's hard to, that's hard to hear, right? And, yeah. And our bodies are telling us that lots of times, or our life is telling us this, like, hey man, here's a hard truth. Like you got a car accident because you're driving like an asshole or it's because you're focused on the wrong thing or yada, yada, yada. Um, so discovering something about yourself is where I think many, many people get stuck, including myself sometimes. Uh, and that is many times because we're resisting it, right? And yeah. what you resist persists. If, if you just like fully, you know, are open to discovering something new, you know, it's, not, it's uncomfortable. Um, it generally moves much faster. And that allows you to move into the second season, which is transformation. Um, in the season of transform, there's um, no more questions, only solutions, right? And it's, you know, discovering is more about asking questions. Transform yeah. is about like, no, this is what we're going to do. Um, it can be the sense of I take my power back uh, or it can be the sense of I'm in my power. And then moving into this season of uh, awakening, it's like celebration, you know? It's like you've discovered these new gifts, you've transformed yourself, or you've transformed something, and and you've really learned through it. Now you have an opportunity to give your gifts and also see other people and receive their gifts. So that is the, um, the seasons. And, um, and those also have a specific energy to them, right? And yeah. so when I work with someone on the table, it's a lot of them just getting the sense of their app within those, right? And then yeah. allowing them, so um, a gal I was working with this morning, she was really like in between discovering something new about herself, right? Which is like, it's hard sometimes. And she's also in the place of like power back and first. So, um, and there's a way that Chris, I think I would love to hear your opinion about this, but it's like there's a way to physically touch someone in order to access that part of their brain, right? Yeah. Uh, sometimes discovering yourself um, is about pure awareness, and that is more of just a perception light-based touch that is affecting the parietal lobes for them to really become aware of a certain part of their body. Yeah. Um, and then there's a deeper stretching type of way to um, connect with somebody that is affecting their emotional brain. And it's, you know what I'm saying? Like um, if you're putting a little bit more pressure into someone's system, you're creating a little bit more of a stretch. And if they're already in an emotional place, it's like when you're touching them, you're acknowledging that 
and you're just allowing that to basically proceed into its next phase, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's such a beautiful way of describing it because so many of us get caught up in between the ears and we become so analytical because that's just the type of age we live in. You go on Facebook and it's just pounded with information. You go on Instagram, just pounded with information. You're just drowning in all of this. But the real knowledge that we want is inside the wisdom. It's inside the emotion of it. So like you said, it's like that really light touch on somebody is building body awareness and the body is directly connected to the brain and the brain is directly connected to the lens of reality you create. So the better body awareness you have, either through, you know, chiropractic or yoga or acupuncture or stretching or working out, you get a better picture of how you actually present yourself to the world and it better maps the brain. Like we can see that Alzheimer's and, you know, these mental cognitive diseases are going through the roof exponentially they're coming like an epidemic they're saying it's the new diabetes and people are you know what's the new medication looking for the be-all end-all cure-all but if you really look at the societies and the places that it doesn't exist it's places that they have healing modalities that are extremely non-physical if we would call it that they're really light touches they have tribal like you know communities they have people to talk to and we know for a fact that when you're having a good time out with your buddies and this is called social healing and there's been a new study that just came out on that actually that when you're out with your buddies laughing or crying or having a girl's night out and just having a good time it drops you into a gamma wave state in your brain. It's literally the wave state you're in and you're binding ideas. And it's extremely difficult or we thought it was extremely difficult to get into that state because that's where you feel universal connectedness. If you've ever had like a psychedelic experience or done holotrophic breathwork or really just felt connected to literally everything, that is your brain reaching or scratching at a gamma wave. And it's very, very busy, but it's very synchronistic. Like everything is happening for you. And inside of this social healing, when you're out with your buds, you're taking these huge breaths and you can see oxygen saturation goes through the roof. So the brain immediately starts detoxing. You get more oxygen, which means you're getting cellular regeneration going on, which is lengthening telomeres. And you're getting body awareness because when you're belly laughing and keeled over or slapping your buddy upside the head for being a jackass, like you are feeling different body motions and suddenly that shoulder that you threw out 12 years ago has the ability to like slap your friend upside the side of the head and you've never been able to get it above your shoulders. And like, it's a beautiful thing. Like the brain has given the body permission to do what it naturally wants to do again. And all these cool like modalities are coming to the surface that are all non-judgment based. It's just allowing things to be. And when they're not judged, they don't have expectations it takes all the pressure off the body to do certain things because it just wants to exist. It's just trying to figure out life, just like we are inside the body trying to figure that out. So making sure that you know you have that awareness or something inside of your life that is designed into it so that you can take care of all these modalities is gonna you know, at least ensure growth. And for growth to happen, there's gotta be some chaos because it's not all rainbow kittens, you know, there's, there's pain that comes with it. Yeah, dude. Um, there's so much, um, in life beyond and below the mind. 
right? That is more of an experience than a mental construct. Are you and... trying to hurt my feelings? <laughs> Chris, I know, I know you're Liz. I'm just, just going to cry silently over here. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why me? No, but it's so true, man. And that's like such a sad reality for me that like I love neuroscience, like from the neck up, like, yeah, let's talk about it. But like, like you're saying, like, that's not real. It's what you feel that's real. You're interested in neuroscience uh, within the sense that it's still beyond the brain. And, and it's, you know, you can access neurology that is what, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying is you can access neurology, which is life that is beyond and below the mind, right? And I would consider what's below the mind is just your ability to be in your body, right? It's just like that perceptual awareness yeah. and then also your emotional awareness. And then what's beyond the mind is just a sense of overall connectedness um, or a greater vision for the future, Um yeah, I think those are two good examples of what's beyond the mind. Um, what yeah, is without going too far down that rabbit hole. More of a post-rational, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I think within those, and even within the mind, that energy is the context for content. So, mm. and you know, an energy and information is, is what creates wisdom, and if it's just information, like if you're just gaining information, it can be more of a, um, you know, a pollutant in your body, you know, it can cause more harm than, than good, as I think, you know. Yeah, without a doubt, especially for somebody that is, that is looking for healing, you have yeah. a lot of potential energy. It's like, you know, for example, pain. When somebody says, I have a lot of pain, I just say you have a lot of potential energy stored in very specific areas that's causing overstimulation to that. What we're going to do is help free that up and spread it out because where there's lack somewhere else, it's going to be very rich in other areas. And what we're looking for is balance. And to do that, you have to break some of that potential energy up and that causes chaos. But there's also organization. There's that yin and yang to it. For there to be order, there has to be chaos. They have to coexist. And you can't have too much of one or you drown or you can't have too much of other or you're thirsty or, you know, a gluttonous for something else. Absolutely. Beautiful. So as we start to wrap up here for this session, at least, before we do our next one, if you could Uh give somebody one piece of advice or one strategy or one tool to live a more congruent life or to even get started down that path of self-discovery, what would that be? Oh, dude, that's a big question. Um, let me see. I've, I've given two, I think, big tools. Um, a third one would be, I think, and, and this one falls within the first two, I would say, right? Uh, the first two, I think, gives a bigger map for what's possible. And and a big part of those also is compassion and self-compassion and not beating yourself up. And because when you beat yourself up, that, like, binds so much energy, right? When you're hard on yourself for not doing the things that you think you should be doing, yeah. that 
that that within itself is really keeping you where you're at, you know? And if you're just really, and, and there's a sense of both, like kind of what you're talking about, there's a paradox of like, you've got to be sick and tired of where you're at in order to move forward sometimes. And sometimes being like so hung up on where you're at is which is what's keeping you where you're at. So um, I know that's kind of like a, a mind bender, but no, dude, that's a beautiful way to kind of get this turned down for people is to take concepts like that and just be with them. Right. Like taking the time to feel something or to think about it instead of just, you know, like life happening at you, like an arrow, maybe just let it come, see what comes out of it. And then, so there's that piece and then there's the next part. And the next part is infinite possibilities. It's like, this is where it's at. And this is what I would like. This is what I'd really love. And, and having excitement, wonder, curiosity for that next thing that you would really love to bring into your world. Um, I think without an, like, you know, just pure excitement for it and living in that embodiment of it, you know, um, yeah. with, without an attachment to it, um, then I think that's really the secret sauce to the life for sure brother that's beautiful so if people want to learn more about what you're doing and who you are where could they go um they could find me on instagram i think it's at d-r-a-b-i-t-t-a-k-e-r so dr a bitaker um there might be a one after that might not be i'm not sure there's not i'm looking at it right now (laughs) there's not a one i don't i'm 92 percent sure there's not okay yes dra bit occur if not Uh, it is linked in the show notes below okay cool yeah they can find me on facebook um those are pretty much what i use to put out most of my content which isn't like an insane amount of information at this point but uh, i've got a website that's dralanbitaker.com um yeah, those are three three good mediums to reach me at. And, um, you know, I'm definitely – right now I've just launched a new program where I'm doing some type of um, – the idea is that I was doing network care um, because network is really great at liberating energy in people's lives and creating energy for change. And then I felt a need for some more direction. So I've been offering some, like – one-on-ones with uh, my clients and uh, and I'm definitely open to offering one-on-ones to people who are outside of my local area but those are basically my two means of life work at, at the moment beautiful Alan thank you so much for coming on the show I'll talk to you soon and we're going to have another one of these coming up so definitely keep your eyes peeled dude I love it all right thank you Chris Appreciate absolutely it.